How to avoid running out of show topics. What is a double ender recording? And we cover listener comments on the show. Well, this is Spreaker episode 99 for January 25th, 2017. This is the Spreaker Live Show, and thank you for joining us. Next week, we're going to hit uh, episode 100, and uh, what should we do is the question that we're going to also ask this week on the show. What should we do that's special? Should we get a couple of you on the show to, to talk about your experience with podcasts, or should we bring on the CEO of Spreaker? Uh, we definitely want to hear your ideas on what we should do to celebrate episode 100 next week. I don't know. Maybe we should give everybody T-shirts. I don't know. It's uh, We're <laughs> trying to come up with ideas. My Let's have a party. Rob, yeah, there you go. My name is Rob Greenlee. If you haven't listened to the show before, welcome. I'm the head of content at Spreaker. Thanks for downloading the, the show or just clicking play somewhere on the World Wide Web or the Internet or in some app somewhere. Thank you so much for, for joining us. This week, we're going to uh, discuss how to avoid running out of topics to discuss on your podcast show or your audio show. It's something that I covered a little bit uh, last week on pod fading, but I thought we would dive into it a little bit deeper this week. I'm joined by my co-host again, Alex Exum, who's the host of the Exum Experience podcast on Spreaker. Thanks for joining us, Alex, again. Thanks, Rob, for having me. And I meant to say partay, not party. So yeah, we should have a party for the uh, 100th right. ep episode of the show. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we'll have to pop a few balloons and eat some cake or something. I don't know. Champagne. You said pop. Yep. I thought you were going to say pop champagne. Uh, <laughs> balloons. Pop, well, pop pop champagnes and pop balloons. You know, it's like gunfire going off during our show. You know. That's See, I'm in Southern California where you can have champagne at noon. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we stream this show live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. Eastern from SpreakerLiveShow.com. So you can always get um, access to some some episodes of the show if you want to learn more about how to podcast and how to uh, get some results from your show. I also wanted to mention that Spreaker has a blog. I, I don't always mention that on the show, and we, we have terrific articles up there that uh, talk about podcasting and also what's going on with uh, Spreaker and what we're doing to to add to our features and capabilities that can help you do a podcast. The blog post that I want to mention this week is a Spreaker podcast radio app for iOS. Gets a new edition. Actually, it's somewhat not a new edition. It's more like it gets a lean back experience that can help you just kind of like uh, play a playlist that's kind of pre-programmed for you. It's almost like a more like a radio experience. So that's the idea behind it is we're taking a, a list of shows by, by genres and by, by topic and it's almost like a radio station or TV channels, but it, it basically keeps up to date with the latest episodes from some terrific podcasts. So if you don't really want to have to search and find a, a show under a different topic, well, we've kind of done that work for you. So it's called Channels, and we have about 30 categories that are available in the iOS app. It's also available in the Android app as well, and it will be coming soon to... Uh, the Spreaker.com website as well. So, Alex, what's your thought on that? Have you played around with the the lean back experience in the uh, the Spreaker podcast radio app for iOS or Android? 
Uh, no, not. I mean, I saw the article, obviously, through the I tweeted that out, actually, when it first came out. I read up on it. I haven't actually used it myself, um, but uh, in a, especially the iOS, because I don't have that uh, that yes, operating Android. system. Yeah, yeah, I'm an Android guy. But um, yeah, no, I, you know, I just, I'll be honest with you, as a Spreaker broadcaster, I guess you would say, um, I don't listen to a lot of shows on the app. I listen to them when I go online and I upload a show. Usually I do my show. A lot of people do it through their phones, I know. But I'll do it online, um, I mean, on my desktop, and then I'll start listening to shows. And that's when I actually listen to the last Spreaker Live show because I wasn't on. Of course, I wanted to hear what was said. Um, and all the other Spreaker shows that I follow, I usually do that online. That That's just me because I do it in between my online rummaging and work. Um, but usually it's like I'm on the Spreaker site uploading, checking my stats, uh, looking at comments, replying, things like that. You know what I mean? And then I start listening yeah. to other shows. So that's just yeah. me. Yeah, it's the first time I've heard a person say that they do online rummaging. That's actually a, <laughs> a great analogy for what, what we all do on the web if you use the, the web a lot, which I don't know that, that a lot of people use the web as much as they used to. I think a lot, a lot of people spend more time in apps now. But that whole concept of rummaging through the web is actually a, a great thing. You know, I did that many years in the early days of the of the web and the Internet. I don't know about you. I mean, I just you just go into like a search engine and just kind of like type whatever comes to your mind, right? So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and I do that on my phone. I do it on my tablet and I do it uh, on my laptop. So and it's, you know, kind of it's part of my work as well. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's kind of just a no brainer. I'm constantly looking for things and that kind of leads into what we're going to talk about later is finding topics. Yeah, some, uh, good ways yeah to exactly. Find I think that that there's a, a lot of um, ways that you can rummage to find topics, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, well, speaking of that, um, uh, let's let's go ahead and jump into um, the the main topic this week: how to avoid running out of topics to discuss on your show. And and if you've been podcasting for very long, or if you're a new podcaster, that this is a um, topic that's pretty important um, that you need to get a grasp on uh, is is uh, coming up with topic ideas and and making sure that they're they're fresh and they're something that's relevant to to your audience. I mean, it's, it's really, if you cut it down, it's the core of what you do. Um, it's the content, right? It's why people tune in to listen to your program is to get to those topics, right? That they have an interest in, or you're able to present in a way that it is, is, um, is attractive and worth listening to. I mean, I think a lot of, uh, uh, radio and audio talent, can basically make anything be fun to listen to. I don't know what you think about that, Alex, but but I think it it, it is a lot about presentation and it is a lot about um, how it's packaged and presented. But it's also important uh, what the meat of it is. W what is the value of the topic as well? Before we dive into the weeds, what's kind of your setup from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, well, when it comes to like getting. I guess, timely topics. I think that's something that I think really helps a lot of people. 
um, is if they get things that are kind of in like that's what radio does. Right. Wh- whatever is in the new the news now, what what people are talking about now. Yeah. Um, so I and I think, you know, that translates to certain podcast shows. You know what I mean? I think that's you, you could use some of those methods and it's basically show prep and there's show prep site. Some of these radio stations will pay for actual show prep to be emailed to them at the beginning of the day. Uh, there's tons of resources, which we can talk about, you know, that you don't have to pay for that are free and they come in the form of basically newsletters, right? Going to the right places and signing up. I mean, look, here's the thing. Anybody can go to like drudgereport.com and find, you know, the top stories of the day and kind of do a smattering of the news. And that's what a lot of people do. It's kind of the key, I think, is trying to find kind of the little nuggets, the stuff that maybe are a little the weird topics or the you know, underground topics, as I always like to talk about, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think there's a ton of different ways you can get topics and like keep in the know, but it can be consuming. It can be time consuming. So you got to have a system to uh, to kind of get, you know, find that needle in the haystack, so to speak, that you really want to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you Because there's so much out there. Yeah. And if you um, look around at your competitors or you look at other people creating content, uh, you can glean ideas. But I think it's important to, to be as unique as you can. Take it, uh, it can be a similar topic, but kind of spin it in a unique way because it's very possible that there's other shows that have maybe covered that same topic. And if you want to stand out, it needs to be you know unique. It, it can't just be a ripoff of what somebody else has done uh, and gather an audience, right? I mean, you have to... Take a take a unique angle to it that will in, engage and be able to present it in a way that's authentic too, and based on maybe some of your own experience. And I think that's key. You know, the whole concept of storytelling around topics and things like that is very very important. But I also think it's important, Alex, um, that that a host or a podcaster. Um, make a connection with their audience as much as possible get ideas from them harvest uh, things that their 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 listeners are interested in and use those as topics as much as possible it's not always possible and not every show gets gets a lot of feedback or contribution from their listeners but if you can build a core group of people that um, also have expertise in this in whatever topic that you're trying to cover you can uh, tap into that and and it makes a deeper connection with those listeners as well, but it can also be a, a source of topics. And I've, you know, especially as you build your show larger and larger and larger, you're going to get more contributions from your audience. And you're going to hear things that they're noticing and things that they've seen. And topics and guests and all sorts of things can come from your audience more and more as your show grows. And has that been your experience, Alex? Yeah, you build a, when you build a fan base, you can get suggestions. I have actually people who sent me links and other you know documentaries or websites, just trying to give me more information. So it, you definitely like building a community. Everybody talks about that in the podcasting world. You want to build your tribe or build your community, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think it helps because you do get a lot of good topics, and like you said, feedback. People telling you, hey. You know, I'll just give you an example. I think I mentioned this before, but I did a whole show and I don't normally curse on my shows, especially not this one, but on my other show as well. But in the beginning, I did. Every once in a while, I'd get excited, drop an F-bomb here or there, right? And I remember getting feedback from a show. It was on milk and acne. And I talked about how milk causes acne and, and early death, basically, and all sorts of health problems. And people drink tons of milk. 
And I did an experiment where I gave it up for a year. But what I'm getting at is at the very end of the show, I kind of dropped an F-bomb. And this woman – it was actually on my YouTube channel, not my Spreaker. But it basically was the same show that was on Spreaker that got pushed out there and said, Alex, I was going to play this actual show because I thought it was good for my – uh, group, and I think it was a church group. Oh, no. <laughs> right. And she said, but at the very end, you know, you drop the F-bomb or whatever, and I can't use it, you know, you know, uh, just so you know type thing. Like, basically, clean up your act is what she was trying to get at. And I remember just going, oh, man, you know, I, I, I didn't do it again, and that was it. And it kind of – it made me think about not offending, even though I've offended many of my uh, – listeners and I, I've got the hate mail to prove it but uh, you know not to purposely ruin a show for somebody just because I dropped an f-bomb or you know whatever something stupid that you said that really didn't really it didn't get it didn't add or really take away from the show it just was you know profanity for no reason and I just went I, I you know I said hey I'm glad she left the comment because if she wouldn't have said it I might have done it in the next show right and and figured out oh, it's not a big deal nobody's ever said anything and I stopped it after that so yeah, I also find that uh, making making mistakes like that can also um, get you feedback and get you topics too. It's like, um, and, I mean, yeah. if that were to happen on this show, it would be a a a show talking about you know whether or not you should swear on your podcast or not. You know, which we've um, talked about before, right? <laughs> we've talked about this a bunch of times. But and, and you know, uh, the other thing I would say too is I've had people mention mic problems I've had, and when I say mic problems, I was just they heard the. Uh, smacking or I was popping, you know, that's something I've become more aware of, like, or, or doing a, yeah. a lot of yeah. times, a lot of people exactly. would do that in their podcast for no reason. I was doing it all the time. And people said, it, Alex, it's really annoying when you slap, smack your lips. And I said, what's he talking about? I went back and listened. I was like, geez, you know, it's not yeah, easy to take no some of that. Eating, no eating while you're doing your podcast. Either. That I don't that's... do, but I've heard people do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard people do it. Or are they are drinking, you know, and they're like they're doing an interview and they get caught off guard and you hear them put the glass and go, oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I, you, you got to There's certain rules that I think apply to radio that you should try to do with podcasting. Right. Just, yeah. you know, if you're going to sneeze, you know, use the mute button, you know, they have a cough button, things like that. But, um, yeah, I, I've gotten some constructive criticism and especially the, the one about cursing was helpful and a few i had a, had it a few times about smacking my lips or making weird breathy noises and things like that it helps because yeah. you're not going to who else is going to tell you you know what i mean nobody it's the people who are listening who kind of have a uh, indifferent it's not going to be your your family and friends right uh that's it i don't want to rant anymore that's that's enough <laughs> well yeah i was just going to comment that uh i've heard people eat like sandwiches when they're doing their shows I've actually seen Leo Laporte, who who does the the yeah. podcast. He actually <laughs> during during Windows Weekly, it's a podcast he does every week. I think somebody brought him a sandwich or something like that, and he was like eating a sandwich during the during the show. And I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I mean, he was able to pull it off. He's just like one of those radio talents that can pull off. You know, it's like he can basically do anything and be able to pull it off because he's he's got a sense of humor and he has a personality and. And he just knows. So he would take a bite and then he would um, stop chewing and then he would start talking again. But anyway, I don't want to go down this path too far. Ew, that's gross. I don't want to so, hear Leo Laporte in my ear. <laughs> but it just tells you kind of how how casual people can, can be when they're doing podcasts like this and how comfortable it is. It's almost like you would be like, 
you know, at a restaurant with somebody and you're, you know, you're trying to have a conversation with them and they're, they're, they're eating while you're doing that. And that's, that's a fairly common thing. But, uh, but anyway, trying to find topics for your show, I think is something that, uh, uh, there's a lot of resources out there. I think you can scrape show topic ideas or concepts from other media sources out there in your genre. So if you're doing a show that's kind of focused on a particular topic genre. If you don't do this kind of stuff, you can you can run out of things to talk about. And I believe that's what causes a lot of pod fading, is that people just, you know, if you're doing a show on pool cleaning or something like that, which I know a guy that does a podcast on pool cleaning, you know, how many different things can you talk about on that show uh, about pool cleaning? Right. What do you yeah, think about, I mean, you know? Yeah. So you kind of have to be creative, right? You have to uh, maybe think about your show in a maybe a little bit broader stroke. I've heard other shows that will be on a topic that will venture off into like sub areas of, of their topic and get in the weeds about, you know, the psychology of things or whatever, what people's motivations are to have an interest in like maybe flying model airplanes or something like that. Or, you know, there's lots of things that you can kind of spin a topic uh, focus show into that maybe is deeper and more relevant to your audience. And it, it's something to really think about. And the, the other big thing that I, I've done over the years is um, try and do some keyword research and find out what keywords people are using to find areas of your focus of content and try and come up with topics that are related to those keywords because you can also use that as a lever to find new audience too. Any tips that you have, Alex, on that? Yeah, uh, keywords are great. I also, like I said, I sign up for a lot of newsletters. So there's certain ones, obviously, you go to the big guys like CNN, or, um, you know, uh, your local paper, like LA Times, for example, would be here or KTLA, which is kind of the the big news station out here in LA. Um, and that'll give you kind of local and then national stories. But then there's also other ones that you can go to. And I'll just give you like a, a quick smattering, like the daily punt p u uh, i'm sorry p n u t i get a lot of good stories from their newsletter there's newser yeah i'm sure a lot of people have yeah. i'm sure you've gone to a newser story at some point because a lot of the stories will go viral but that's uh dot -E com, and then you can select kind of the topics that you're interested in so let's say you do a technology show you can sign up for the technology newsletter and leave it at that if you're doing politics could be health and fitness whatever and it'll give you a smattering of like what's happening now and then i've talked about also uh google um newsletter i mean excuse me not newsletter google alerts um if you have a google account you know if you have a youtube or gmail account you already have the ability you can click on the apps portion and set alerts and just basically you put in keywords of whatever you're interested in and you will get emails so for example for this show it could be podcasting you know broadcasting radio you know online radio whatever and then you'll get a news basically letter it looks like a newsletter from google that they take from their news headlines and just it's all about whatever topic you suggested or, or you selected. Yeah. So uh, there's a bunch of different ways to get fresh ideas and I fall back on it all the time. I mean, not necessarily for this show because you pretty much come up with a lot of the topics, but for my show, if I'm just having a slow day and I'm like, what am I going to talk about this week? Um, or I have one thing I want to talk about, but it won't sustain the entire show. And I'm looking for something for the second half. Uh, it's a great way to get topics, and it, a lot of it will be very narrow to what you're your genre, as you keep talking about, Rob, as you always say. Um, so you're not just you know searching aimlessly on the web, like you know. I mean, yeah. you put podcasting in Google, you're going to get so many results 
And a lot of them aren't really going to be relevant to doing another show or you've done a lot of those topics, right? It's going to be podcasting yeah. services, how to start a podcast, podcasting software, podcasting equipment, that type of thing. And, you know, after a while, you know, uh, just a Google search is just going to be too, too, too many uh, – like too many ads, too many other sponsored yeah. leads, people trying to get hits to their site where it's already been done before and you've probably already talked about it. So, And you can also, as a last resort, if you're just uh, plumb out of ideas or you haven't found anything and you're kind of at a block, I would just do an episode about trying to find uh, you know topic ideas from your audience and, and ask really them, focus yeah. on asking them. For ideas and just tell them that you're kind of, uh, you know, you're brain dead on this and just be honest with them and say, you know, if you have any things that, you know, that you have an interest in that you'd like to see me cover that maybe I just haven't thought of or whatever, I'm a little slow this week and I need some help. If you don't do those kinds of things, you can basically run out of steam on your, on your um, program. Uh, You have to ask for help sometimes. You can't, and think that you're going to have all the answers yourself, and you have to tap into the people that are have a vested interest in in what you're doing, and that's your that's your listeners. I would uh, definitely do that kind of stuff, and um, yeah. I'm going to do that here too with you. Let's listening to this program. Um, we definitely always want to hear from you about ideas, things that you'd like to see us talk about on the show. I mean, that's why every week I have a an area in in the show that we talk about your your listener comments and your feedback to us uh, that it creates uh, topic ideas for us as well that we can dive deeper into and and we can you know scratch the surface a little bit with you on your comment but uh, later dive in deeper on a on a future episode so I oftentimes do that kind of thing this show can be heard in Spreaker Live Show apps on iOS and Android, as well as the Spreaker Podcast Radio apps for Android and iOS as well, where you can get a full selection of podcasts that uh, maybe cater to your listening needs that, from all sorts of sources. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Definitely leave us a review in um, iTunes or in the Spreaker app or website uh, at SpreakerLiveShow.com. We definitely want to hear from you. Send me an email, rob at Spreaker.com. And I have a Twitter account at Rob Greenlee, and that's with uh, four E's actually, or two E's on the end. There's a bunch of ways people try and, try and spell my last name, but uh, there's two E's on the end. Alex, how can a listener reach you? Like Bruce Lee. I like that. Uh, yeah, you can find me <laughs> at Alex at AlexXM.com, and um, I'm on Twitter at AlexXM. Always available with your show, too, right? I saw that. At Spreaker. Did, uh, yeah, Spreaker. Yeah. I, yeah, so how many shows a week do you do, you do Alex? You know, because I'm doing this show and some other projects, I, I haven't been doing quite a show a week. There was one point where I was doing several shows a week, but I'm trying to do at least, at least, you know, two or three a month now um, because I'm doing, obviously, this show. And uh, some of the other projects, as you know, that I'm working on, Rob. So, yeah, it, it's it's been a little bit sporadic, especially because of the holidays. I usually yeah. pick up during the summer because um, I have more free time, you know, and I do take some vacation time and stuff like that. But the winter, it, it, it's just tough from Thanksgiving till New Year's. I'm pretty I'm pretty locked down. And uh, since I had, as you know, my computer fiasco, the yeah. my computer basically died. It blew up Held on down. me. I had a blue screen of death. It took three days to get a new one and fix it. Long story. I don't want to get into it. You heard all about it. 
but um, that set me back a little bit as well. Um, and I actually, people, you got to, this is, we should do a whole show about this. You got to back up your stuff because I lost a ton of audio. I lost s- stuff I had for shows that I was planning on doing. I lost some interviews that, uh, you know, I had edited down that I planned on using some other portions for other shows. I lost a ton of stuff. So it was a real, real eye opener to uh, constantly back up your stuff. We always say it, right? We go, we got to back up. You got to back up. But I mean, now the, the laptops don't even have CDs, Rob, right? Like the one I've oh, got, yeah. the new one I have. Yeah. So it's like, you don't burn stuff. It's got to all be in the cloud. And if you're not really doing it, you're like, Oh, I'll, I'll put it in the cloud later. That's the, that's the problem with the cloud. It's always there, but you never use it. <laughs> put it in the cloud now, not later. You know, right. I, I got to use one of those updating apps, but anyway, it's all resolved now, as you know, and uh, I hope to be broadcasting more in the next com- uh, coming months. So, oh, that's good. on my other show here, obviously, I'll be here every week. But yeah, well, thanks, thanks for that. We're lucky to have you here. So, oh, thanks for having me. Well, let's uh, let's move into the last uh, main topic of the show this week, and then we'll we'll then jump to uh, some listener comments. But what is a double ender recording? I don't know that uh, everyone really knows what that is and what its definition is. Maybe you have heard of what a double-ender recording is and why that's important to to know about, um, whether or not you ever use the technology or the capability. But I, I wanted to cover it on the show this week just because um, I did an episode, uh, a recording, um, just the other day using the ringer app and it's uh it's basically if you wanted to go check it out it's a uh, ringer r-i-n-g-r at just r.com so ringer r-i-n-g-r.com and it's basically a double ender recording um, app and platform so you can have you can basically do a conversation between two people that have uh ringer apps um, via Via it's not a phone call it's a voice over IP connection that uh, has pretty good sounding audio I was really impressed on the interview that I did uh, and the guy that interviewed me was the CEO of the company uh, so yeah so he has a podcast called My Worst Interview Ever which was uh, it's kind of a weird name for a podcast yeah it is so how this works is a double ender recording um, uses a mobile phone, and what you do is you uh, just talk into the phone just like you would normally uh, to the person on the other end. But that mobile app will record the audio uh, separately in each of the phones, so the audio quality is is better. It's not being recorded from uh, just one end, which sometimes can degrade the audio. Uh, and then once you're done recording, each of those copies of the audio are then uploaded to a server and combined together into one audio file. So that's kind of in a shortcut uh, explanation. That's how it works. Um, it can produce um, terrific sounding audio if you're only trying to do it through through mobile phones. Now, the Ringer platform enables you to export that audio file, and then you can um, add it to your podcast through like Spreaker or any other hosting platform out there. Uh, there's a couple of different companies that are that are offering services like this and apps. Uh, there's another one called Zencast, uh, which does a does a terrific job too. The Ringer app can be a little expensive at uh, $18.99 a month for a basic uh, Ringer account, but it does give you that flexibility to to record. It's not uh, this capability is not built into Spreaker, so. Um, this could be used in partnership with like a hosting account, like with 
speaker to create terrific sounding audio conversations. So Alex, what's your thoughts on these platforms? I know you tried Ringer a long time ago and weren't too happy with it. I know it's it's quite a bit better now. They've improved it a lot. Yeah, I, this was right when they launched, and I was one of the, like the first testers. I think I was even I might have been a beta tester too. I don't remember. It was a while ago when this. It was at least a year, maybe two years ago, and uh, I didn't have much luck. Now I had a Sam. I have still a Samsung Galaxy Six Edge Plus. Blah 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 blah. Some apps work flawlessly. Most apps do, but I know sometimes it'll you know not compatible. So I think. That was an issue before I got the new phone, so I haven't gone back and tried it. I, 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 it might work better now, and I, I'm sure they've updated it since, Rob. It's been a while, right? But yeah, I, I didn't have much luck in the beginning. I have used Zencaster, which um, you know did work fine for me. That's all online. I didn't use an app. I don't know if they have an app now. It was. It's been it's not the last year I used it. Um, and I was actually showing other people how to record with it who didn't have, you know, mixers and things like that, who wanted to just record and do a podcast from their laptop with their friends and, you know, call in and do something remote. So, I, you know, I, of the two, my personal favorite was Zencaster just because I had better luck. I would have to, to give it a, a better chance or an honest chance rather. I'd have to go back and look at it again, you know, with having yeah. a better phone. And uh, checking it out. I love the concept. I was so I think that's why I never went back because I was so excited. And then when it didn't work for me, I went, oh, you know, it doesn't really work. And I never really went back. So I'd have to revisit it. But it's a great idea, especially for people who don't have recording studios and they're doing it kind of like, you know, we do remote. It's great for remote podcaster so oh yeah definitely and it's the concept of it has been around for a very long time i mean early podcasters used it uh, just by doing um doing this with um mixers and their own recording equipment so you would the concept was that each side of the of any kind of recording uh would record separately right so you could mm-hmm. do this over skype so you just use skype as a method of of um for, for each side to hear each other but the actual recording happened locally for on each side. And then when the show completed, they just manually, one side just either emailed or FTP'd or whatever method that um, Dropbox transferred over their, you know, one side of the audio. And then one the other side just combined it and created one media file. So it was like a, like a mix that they mixed on top of the, the other media file. One of the problems that a lot of the early double ender folks had was the matching up of the timing of, of the audio files. Cause sometimes they, mm. they weren't matched up perfectly and it was a very cumbersome process to be able to make sure that it came across as natural and the, the alignment of the two audio files matched up properly. So it sounded correctly. Um, but with software managing that um, it's exactly correct every time. Um, so the, I don't advise the manual process unless you're very, very technically savvy about how to how to do it. <laughs> it yeah, can make a mess. It can make a mess very quickly. Yeah, I bet. And you know, the other thing is, it's a paid service, and that's you know, I'm always, I'm all about free. So I would have to love something to pay for it like that. I mean, really, really love it. And uh, I, I don't know if it's worth the, the frankly the extra cash when you have something like Zencaster that's free, unless they're charging now. But from what I remember, there was it was free. So yeah, I think I think Zencaster does have a free account, but they they are starting to to charge now. They are charging uh, now. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. They got to make a buck, right? Oh yeah, All of right. course. 
I mean, a lot of this you can still do through, you know, like the Spreaker desktop software. Um, right. We're, I mean, like, like what we're doing here, but we just rely on Skype for this purpose. Um, and it uh, and it works fine for us and for most podcasters just using like like the Spreaker desktop software or something like that that works with Skype uh, works perfectly fine and if you have a mixer obviously you can do the mix minus thing into your mixer if you're a, if you have a pro setup um, but there's certainly nothing wrong with just using a free software like the Spreaker desktop studio software um, to to do this as well and you can do it from really from anywhere. Um, right. So, well, let's let's move on and uh, try and wrap up the show here pretty quick and talk about some listener comments that we got off of uh, last week's show, the Speaker Live Show 98 episode, where we talked about uh, pot fading. We heard from some of our normal, um, regular commenters on, on the show this week again. And, and certainly if, if you're not one of these, uh, I, I think it's three folks that contributed, we definitely want to hear from mm-hmm. you as well. So, um, jump into the conversation. We want to hear from you and, and hear your feedback on, on the topics on the show and how it impacts your, your show and what your experiences have been. And as you'll see in these comments, uh, that's exactly what Linda and Dave Tamara are talking about here is sharing with us their experiences uh, podcasting and doing this stuff and adding to the, the value of the show. But, but I wanted to start off with Linda Irwin first, and she wrote, thank you, We'd love to hear from Francesco, who's the CEO of a Spreaker, and I'm going to get Francesco on, on the show again very soon um, so he can kind of share kind of a big picture of what's happening with, with the platform. And, and I think um, the, all the hosts on Spreaker would love to hear from him, so we will definitely yeah. get him on again here soon. Uh, Linda also commented our, on the whole pod fading thing. She said, our longest break out of necessity was two and a half weeks recently. So I guess they took a two and a half week uh, hiatus on their, on their show. She kept her listeners advised of what they were doing and, and kept in contact with them over social media during that time. And I guess they came back and it wasn't a big problem or anything like that. So you can take breaks if you want to. That's not a massive, that's not a massively long break. I mean, to, you know, I mean, that's not too long. I mean, that's, uh, it's just respectable that she thinks that's long, and that's not very long at all. Yeah. She also commented on the whole concept of test shows. So I talked about how to start a podcast, too. I've been covering that topic as well. And she says to do test shows at the beginning, make them private, and then go, go in and listen back uh, versus um, just going ahead and um, starting out with, you know, with your first episode and putting it out. So, there, I mean, th- that's not a bad idea. Um, my comment was, is just jump in and start doing it, um, right away, put, push your first episode out, start learning from what you're doing. Cause you're not going to have any listeners, your first couple of episodes anyway. Um, right. it's just the way it is. It's going to take time for you to build audience. Um, so it, fail fast is the, is the motto. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. I, yeah. Just do it. Like, like, like the motto, right? The Nike motto, just do it. And like you said, nobody's going to listen to the first few. So it's not like you have to. I wouldn't be too concerned, but that's just yeah. Me. I mean, unless you're you're doing it for a company or a brand or like a radio yeah. station or something like that, where you know uh, that there's yeah. that there's built-in audience that's going to um, just come to the show, and that's that's when you need to probably think a little bit more seriously about um, doing test shows and maybe prepping a little bit more before you um, start putting episodes out there. Um, so it depends on where you're starting from. I think sure you got it. Yeah, I want to also mention Dave. From Spaced Out Radio, he sent in a comment as well. 
I guess he got hit uh, by a couple of trolls from another show. Uh, I guess the show host, I guess, came into the chat room, and I guess there were some overly sensitive listeners that got into a pissing match, I guess, on, on, on the show. And he basically said, no big deal. I have no issue with this host. But uh, twice that night, a couple of trolls, or, or maybe one, which he says he's now blocked, have started posting. He's just curious. You know, he tried to, to deal with them, and he's looking for ideas on how to deal with trolls on your show, ones that are getting in there and kind of being abusive with your audience and, and things like that. I, Alex, have you had any experience with this kind of stuff? <laughs> you know I have, Rob. Um, here, here's the first thing I would say uh, to Dave, who, whom I like. Don't feed the trolls. And I would say that to everybody. Don't feed the trolls. I did a whole show on the Exum experience. I've done a few, but this is about a year ago. On the whole psychology, I, I had this. I, I didn't have them on, but I read an article from a psychologist, read everything they had said, and this was an interview that they did, you know, with uh, I think it was like Psychology Today or whatever. They talked about why people are trolls and why they do it. And I got into the whole psychology and they only do it to get a rise out of you. They are miserable in their own lives and they're trying to disrupt other people like you, Dave, who have a life. So ignore the trolls. Don't feed the trolls. And funnel, funnily, is that even a word? Um just haphazardly, I would say, I saw that this uh, person that he's talking about, I know, I've actually heard this person show. You didn't mention the name, Rob, so I won't mention it. But yeah. I'm sure people can see it. In the, it doesn't matter. What I'm getting at is the, I know who that person is, and I've actually heard their shows, and they have a very uh, – the show, I don't want to say it's a contra controversial show. It's a drama-laden show. How's that? I'm trying to pick my words very carefully here. The show <laughs> revolves around drama, and it's all about what so-and-so said. It's like a gossipy, incestuous, seriously, relationship that all these people have on – yes, your platform, form, Rob Spreaker. Go, go check out the show when you get a chance. It's a very weird scene. So, uh, Dave, I would not worry about it. That's what their whole shtick is. That's what they all do in this little little. I don't even know what you family they have going on where they all call into each other's shows and they have alliances and they hate certain people and they, they it's 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 a mess. It's a disaster. So for this entire troll discussion, ignore them. Don't feed the trolls. If you're not getting hate mail, you're not doing your job. That's the good news. But <laughs> ignore them. Don't fight with them. It leads nowhere. Trust me, I've done it. Go to my go to youtube.com slash Alex Exum. Go look at the comments I get. I've gotten everything from racist to sexist to anti-Semitic. You name it, up one side, down the other. Not to me. Some to me. But even to all my other uh, people who are commenting, giving good information. People attack them. They get in fights. It's a it's a disaster. So what I'm saying is once you get involved and you start – it's a never-ending story. You will be going – it will be who gets the last word and you're wasting your time. You should do a podcast, right? Go do a podcast and not feed the trolls. You'll spend more time answering and, and mulling over what you should say next and waking up in the middle of the night and say, now I know what I'll say to that jerk, right? Then all that energy needs to go to a show. That's all I have to say about that. Don't feed them, Dave. Don't feed them. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to win the win any argument that you have with them anyway, right? They're you never do. Rob. Th they're they're stuck in their positions, and and just use it to your advantage if you can. I mean, it, it, it's not necessarily it can be bad to have trolls, but it also means that people are listening. <laughs> yes, yes, and if so, you're not, 
Yeah. If you're not like making someone upset, you're probably not doing your job. If everyone's just agreeing with you, what's the point? You want it to just be an echo chamber of all your ideas and everyone goes, yes, 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 I agree. No, that's no fun. You're doing your job, Dave, if, if you've got trolls in there, but especially this group of trolls, because I've seen this little gang, don't worry about it. They, I mean, they're really a silly bunch. That's all I'll say. Well, thanks, Dave. And, uh, and I feel bad for you that you've, you're having to deal with this, but it, it, it does come with territory sometimes. You know, it happens. Kind of. I mean, you've dealt with it, right, Rob? Everybody oh, has. Definitely. You know, Everybody. I think the more popular your show is, I think the more more you have an issue around. And it also yes. depends on what kind of topics you talk about on your show too. Uh, if you're, I mean, like this show, we don't get into controversial topics that much, um, so we don't have trolls that are coming in and playing games with, with us. I, I think our listeners are very focused on a particular interest area that doesn't. Uh, I think they're trying to avoid trolls. <laughs> right, exactly. But if we started yeah. talking about politics or religion, I mean, Katie, yeah. bar the door. So. Yeah, exactly. And I think we ventured a little bit down those paths, but not not too much. Tamara also sent us some feedback, and she does a, a um, podcast called Shelf Addiction. And uh, she said, great tips, Rob. And he's talking about the, the pod feeding episode. Thanks. I'm 63 episodes in, and I'm still learning. I don't know. My stats are still pretty low. I'm still trying to figure out how to expand my reach. I'm feeling... The fade a bit, <laughs> and, but I'm I'm pushing through. You know, Tamara, we feel for you. I hope that uh, by continuing on consistency, I'll pass. Since uh, you know this whole feeling of of uh, fading will pass, and I think she still enjoys the process and um, and posting and creating shows, and that's kind of what you have to focus on. You know, I think it's once you kind of get into a rhythm in a podcast, you kind of um, it gets. It's fairly repetitious. Uh, once you stop mm-hmm. a little bit, it makes it difficult to fire back up again. Uh, so if you can just push through the fade um, and just go to your next episode and then go to the next one and then start thinking more creatively and more positively about your show, I think you you can you can reach your goals. But you're at 63 episodes, so you're typically way past the pod fading number, which is usually around seven or eight. So... You're already into the to the zone of success is what I like to call it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's respectable. Yeah. Oh, it is. Definitely. But Alex, well, uh, I think we're going to wrap up the show. I think we're we're like 40 some minutes into the show. So I think okay. I, I think we've taken up enough of our listeners time this week. What do you think? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. So. So anyway, um Thanks for joining us on the show this week. Uh, come back and listen um, next week to the Spreaker Live Show, uh, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern at SpreakerLiveShow.com. And um, Alex and I will be back for episode 100. And, and maybe I'll, I'll record an episode or a little conversation that I might have with, um, with Francesco. We'll see if he's available. So... So anyway, well, thank you. And like I, like I said earlier in the show, please leave a comment. Leave a post um, on the Spreaker website at SpreakerLiveShow.com. Give us your feedback and your thoughts and your questions, and we will talk about it on, on the show like we did on this episode. So have a great uh, week, and uh, hope to see you back here next week on the Spreaker Live Show. <laughs>